0: Well, hello, folks, and a welcome to We the People. This is the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I am Ninja Clayton, Turtles. the U.S. men's Ninja Turtles. I'm Clayton it's your boy. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nets.
1: We're back. We're back. Younger oh. than ever. So, baby. Some Benjamin Button shit. <laughs> it's,
0: we it's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Well, hello, folks, and welcome, yes. welcome, welcome. You are welcome. It's a motherfucking Rasta pod time. You know how much we love Rasta pod
1: time, because we're back, baby. Ty, how are you feeling? Mm. I feel great. Great man! Great. If I if I just pretend that there was nothing special going on this summer, (laughs) I'd be pumped.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? Something going on this summer? Hey, before we dig into all the details, guys, let's uh, remember, keep in mind, you can always, always reach out to us. We are here for you. We're human beings, as are you. So let's connect. You can do so at WTP Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, and you should. You can and should. Uh, for your own well-being and health. Mental health, in fact. Uh, merch store coming soon, homies. Keep an eye out for the merch store. And as always, the best possible thing that you can do uh, for us and this show, if you support us, if you if you dig what it is that we're doing here, the best thing you can do is rate and review us on iTunes. That's super helpful. It helps us uh, get our name out there. And most importantly, you, you, good friend, uh, might have your review read By the current interim head, permanent national something management on the staff, but in charge for now.
1: (laughs) Temporarily, permanently on staff. Our boy Saruman, Sarakin, sorry. Mr. David Saruman, (laughs) the gray. So that's
0: that, dudes. Do all those things. We love you. We love you.
1: Nobody's heard his voice still. It's (laughs) really bizarre, except on our show.
0: To yeah. this day, actually, all the players on the field report hearing different voices. It's an inexplicable uh, phenomenon. <laughs> they, all, they all report it differently.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, the eye is watching.
0: Guys, it's a Rasta pod time. You know what that means. We're going to list off to you. We got another Rasta. We got another game. USA is going to play Paraguay in a friendly, which is a warm-up for nothing. It's friendlies for their own good. Uh, This is going to happen 7.30 p.m. Qatar, baby. Qatar. What Qatar? Oh, yeah. Qatar. What Russia? Uh, It's going to be on FS1, Unimas, you know what I'm saying, Tuesday, March 27th. So what we're going to do is line the boys up. We're going to tell you who's on this roster, and we're going to talk about them. And then we're going to talk about all the other stuff that we might feel like talking about, because it done been a while. All right. Shall we line them up?
1: I think think this time they should line up, and they should do that thing where you say, like, your favorite ice cream flavor, (laughs) and, you know what you like to do on the weekends just break the ice a little bit cuz nobody some... knows who these people are it's nobody fantastic. first
0: of all nobody knows who they are and second of all they would all function best under like summer camp context summer camp rules. you know summer exactly. summer camp exactly. rules you know what's your favorite color it's a
1: U25 camp guys get out there
0: what's your, what's your goal for camp it's this year it's
1: the U25 boys national team
0: <laughs> we love the boys we love them boys <laughs> All right, let's Get do this there. thing. Get out there. Goalkeepers. I don't know how many gloves to anybody, so I'm going to leave the gloves to the side for now and just name you guys. Alex Bono. Uh, no relation. Uh, Bill no Hamid. And, of course, my fave, my, my GK Pookie Bay, Zach Steffen. love you, boy. Uh, in, for defenders, we're going to have Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, hailing all the way from England these days. That's Eric, one guy.
1: That's a guy. That's one person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Everyone's.
0: laughs> yeah. one guy. One guy, three law firms. Uh, Eric Lehigh, <laughs> Matt Miazga, Shaq Moore. Shaq Moore. You guys are going to get to know a little Shaq, Shaq Moore. The other half of the, uh, the 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 young and exciting law firm, center defense pairing. Eric Palmer Brown, EPB. Uh, Anthony Robinson, don't know you, might love you. Who knows? Uh, Anthony Jorge, Jedi. <laughs>
1: It's your boy. It's your All boy. will be revealed.
0: All shall be revealed. Guys, if you don't know who Anthony Robbins is, is don't worry. Neither do I. We'll figure it out. Jorge Villafania, your boy from reality TV. And, of course, DeAndre Yedlin for a little bit of stout, uh, sage advice from a... Future from reality
1: TV star, DeAndre Yedlin. <laughs>
0: Midfielders, <laughs> we're going to have uh, founding father Tyler Adams, Marky Delgado, uh, Kakuta Mane, Weston McKenney. Your boy, Darlington Nagby. Mm. Oh, the beautiful. Now with Atlanta United. Exciting stuff. Christian Roldan. Kenny Saif is back, guys. You remember him? The the, the dream that could have been. Will Trapp mm. uh, and Tim Weah. Ooh, exciting. Exciting stuff, Tim Weah. Forwards, we're going to have, I don't know this one, Andrea Novakovich. All right. Uh, welcome back, Rubio Rubin. And of course, the, the long-standing at this point, Bobby Wood. The Oodster.
1: The the, Oodster.
0: Ood, the Ood. All right. He's
1: a veteran of the boys' national teams. Woo,
0: that's right. Yeah. Him and DeAndre Yedlin are our resident <laughs> veterans right now.
1: Yeah. And, and I guess
0: Bill Hamid, but he just still feels so young. Um, Ty, you know, upon hearing this, this is not fucking breaking news. I'm sure you've listened to other pods and gotten their lame-ass takes on this. I want to know, just kidding, love, love all the other pods in this sphere. We're all on one team. Uh, I want to know what your first impressions, Ty, were upon, upon discovering this young, 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 wrinkle-free roster.
1: I, I'm, I'm thrilled because I think it's absolutely the right choice. Um, so so first of all, certainly happy with, with the way things are playing out. I'm really glad that you know they're giving Josie Altidore a, a couple of weeks off. Uh, y- you have to be sad because you know that the only reason this is happening is because we missed the World Cup. Um, and then there's one other weird downside to this roster, <clears throat> which is that you look at a roster like this, the, the press release, basically every fifth word is how young the roster is because there was clearly an edict that this needed to take place. Yeah. Um, And so they're bragging over and over again about the average age being under 24. But the next tournament for which age is really relevant is the Olympics. And a surprising number of these players aren't Olympic eligible. Hmm. So it's kind of a small group who, who actually is eligible by my count. It's six, unless I missed anybody Um, out of the, out of the 22. So that's kind of a bummer because you'd think for a for a youth centric uh, camp that they would have focused it on on that Olympic team because that's the next you know major tournament, the next chance we have to really take advantage of that generation of players. Uh, but that's you know certainly low on my uh, priority list when i when I see a roster with friggin Tim Wea on it. this is Tim awesome way, uh, she boy. <laughs> this is so like, we should like, really.
0: We should FIFA really give people yeah. a chance to kind of get to know some of these players, yeah. you know. I think for, yeah, yeah. for a lot of our listeners, you know, it's, it's fucking first impressions here. So so let's talk about Tim Weah, right? PSG, gotten a little bit of playing time since Neymar's injury. Injury.
1: Le, l'injury l'injury. De Neymar. Le drastic, uh, yeah. dramatic injury. It's uh it's it's good luck for Tim Weah though because um he's been breaking into the first team at PSG. He's a uh, a quick winger, a very good, very skillful technical player. Um has always been a little bit raw from what I have seen, a little bit a little bit give the ball away, y Yeah. Uh as and um you know that's that's always uh in uh, what, would, what would you call it, typical of, of uh, that kind of player at that age. It's something that, you know, they're 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 kind of uh, blessed with the ability to to break plays open easily, but they need to cut down on the mistakes. I think that's kind of where he's at. Um, and with the U17 team uh, uh, in the last uh, World Cup, he was uh, rotating with with you know the rest of the wingers in that squad, Ayo Akinola and uh, Andrew Carlson, and they moved the guys around, but um, I think Weah maybe started half the games. He might have started two of the games. Um, and he scored a hat trick in one, so that was one of the big highlights of the tournament but largely i mean he's at the level of the rest of the u seventeen pool you know he doesn't he doesn't blow you away uh with his with his level at that at that age group um so to see him actually starting to get minutes for for p s g even in an injury depleted state i mean we're talking about a team that it's expects to contend in the Champions League every yeah. single year. This is a like a notch that down just from walks to the unit. championship. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And the kinds of players he's playing with, I mean, it's, it's absolutely astounding. So he's gotten, uh, we haven't done a fishy report in a while, so maybe people don't even know, but he, he got a, a, a substitute appearance um, to, to kick off his senior career away, and then he got to play at home. Uh, I think the last match before the break. So he, he's he's in the team. He's a he's a first teamer for all right. for now. Welcome um, to and, and you know it's the end of the, the season. They have this this wild points cushion. There's pretty much no reason for them to need points. So there's no reason that they would stop using him. I mean, all these these senior players are going to want to rest up and get ready for the World Cup. So it's the perfect opportunity for our young fishy. But what's what's really interesting about Tim Weah, not to diminish him, the man himself, but his dad is George Weah, the the Liberian legend, with whom. So sorry, sorry
0: for my ignorance. Yeah. Who, is, who is George Weah, and, G- and uh, what do he do? I mean, I've heard the name, and I've heard people be like, "Oh, this guy's dad is George Weah," and I know that I understand it's a big deal, but I actually must be honest. Um, who's that?
1: It's it's a little before my time, so we might need the professor to give us the full perspective (laughs) on the greatness of George Weah. But from what I know, a little bit of a uh, Ronaldo type from uh, Liberia, one of of those greats who comes from a country where there's just never going to get the support to make it to a World Cup, but would have been amazing to see at a World Cup. Um, Played in Europe for many years, played at AC Milan, was a legend there, played at PSG, was a legend there. Um, and I saw a stat that it was like it was like eight thousand days since George Weah played his last game for PSG. Tim Weah came on. It's So awesome! Uh, and so what's sick. what's wild about it is that when George Weah was playing for that Liberian national team, one of the few competent teammates he had was Darlington Nagby's dad.
0: Oh my god! So gosh. the
1: two of the the two stars of the Liberian national team in the in the seventies and eighties. Uh, their their two sons are now US internationals on the same roster at the same time. It's absolutely how fantastic. Exciting. And and how that, that speaks so to the to the beauty of America. We we love, we love you, does. do we not?
0: We and and we love both of these guys, man. We Darlington do. Nagby has been a joy and a pleasure to watch uh, in general, club and country. Uh, just, just a seemingly great dude. So I can't wait to get to know more about Tim Weah and hopefully see him really cut cut some defenders up. Now uh, I want to ask about one. Don't know if this player is going to be good or, or bad or random or what. But who is Andrea Novakovic? Ah,
1: uh, interesting story. So, so he's a kind of multicultural guy. I think he was raised mostly in the states, um, but he went to Reading, your 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 club. Squad. Yeah, man, I had a good time supporting yeah. Reading. Yeah, Bobby Convey, etc. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so Reading, Reading is in the championship now, and he's been there as a youth player for for a little while. Um, he was important enough for them at in in one of uh, one of his recent uh, campaigns that they didn't let him go to a World Cup. One of those situations. Um, so he was, you know, very much, you know, in the picture there, and he's gone out on loan this year to the second division in the Netherlands. Uh, which sucks unless you're crushing it, and he's crushing it. So I think he's, he's scoring more than a goal every other game. Um, and he's 21, so now's, now's about the time. If he's going to ever really, uh, really hit, now's the, now's the moment. So hopefully he, he can close out this year well. Maybe this, this uh, attention from being in U.S. camp uh, gives him a little bit of extra equity back at, at Reading, and he's able to get some chances next year.
0: Okay, now finally one more, uh, Alex Bono. Who's who's this guy? The Bono. Now, this is a this is a goalkeeper, right? That we have yet to <laughs> see. Where the to gloves have no name. From
1: Toronto FC. <laughs> so yeah, T- TFC is uh, is the it's class a of Concacaf. It's beautiful
0: game. Kaff. Don't let it get away.
1: Uh, TFC is 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 excellent. They recently ousted Tigres from the Champions League which I Fuck absolutely yeah, did not see coming. Red so they're Bulls in the too, semis. the
0: Red Bulls went through too. This is yeah, so cool. Yeah, the Red cool Bulls went through, but the soccer. Red Bulls
1: got Tijuana, which is not a great team. I mean, Tijuana snuck into the Champions League, I would say, and they they got through to the latter rounds by virtue of being a Mexican team and just being that much better uh, than than the, you know, kind of group stage opponents, but um, for for TFC to 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 knock off Tigres is pretty amazing. They they're, they're depth is incredible their average level of player is incredible i mean if you look at their roster the majority of their players are internationals so so you're dealing with a squad that is on the level i mean i hesitate to say premier league level like maybe premier league strugglers we've seen a lot of their players like um uh andre gignac and uh eduardo vargas play at at the highest level in europe um and they're not over the hill you know they're still they're still playing well so uh that's that's a real team and and TFC put together a great performance to knock them out on on away goals and 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 uh you know the the, the front man Bono he's he's right there in the middle of it you can
0: So boy it's it, it, So is he it, their starting keeper backup keeper Yeah, what? starting he's, keeper
1: he? um and he starting he, keeper great yeah, he, What's
0: how old is this kid
1: Uh I think 24 23 so young he's, for a keeper. Let's young, do yeah, it. Yeah, young, young for a keeper for sure. I mean, you get away with a lot when you play for a team like that because uh, the the opposition is really worried about Giovinco the whole time, and so there's there's not as much maybe attacking pressure as you would usually face. Um, but you know, he's been kind of competent every time I've seen him, and you know, puts in puts in his share of uh, of, of good saves. So I'm I, I I have an open mind. I I don't really see the level of talent that i do with a stefan for instance even though stefan yeah. makes a lot more big mistakes um he
0: makes big mistakes
1: he's got the juice though kids got yeah, the juice yeah. but he, he's, uh, he's so yeah, so, so uh, you know of this group of this group i would see uh, i would see mr mr bono as a a uh, you know potential backup option i don't have high hopes but Stefan is the keeper who I'm really hoping to see um, because I think the more minutes he gets, the more chances he gets, the the more comfortable he'll be and the more he'll be able to cut those errors. So,
0: Totally. Exciting stuff. I would like to talk a little bit, um, just maybe take a moment to just address the, once again, the MLS thing with these club teams going through. I, I was thinking that there's a lot of talk about pro-rel and the direction that MLS should go in. And we don't often address those issues, but they're super pertinent for uh, U.S. soccer and and stuff like that. And I I wanted to bring it up, uh, this ep, just because I have been having a little bit of a change of heart in the way I view this, and it has to do with the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I think when you look at even the best laid plans uh, for pro rel, which I think is a wonderful thing, and I do think it's a it, it would add to the game or whatever. I know Ty has mentioned on the show that you know it's it's not his first concern, yeah. Um, but you know it's something that's on a lot of our minds, and and I do think it would be cool, and it would make sense and improve the level of play. However, when I, when you, even when you look at the best laid plans to get there, they take 20 or 30 years. And I just think the MLS, I'm just realizing that the MLS can actually accomplish its original stated goal, which is absurd, but to become one of the top leagues in the world, that's kind of just as likely in 30 years, uh, as actually succeeding in getting pro to work. Like we could just do it this way and maybe <laughs> yeah, right, not right. be, we might not be the Bundesliga, but we can definitely compete with, with Liga MX in 20 years at the, at the rate that we're improving now, even with single entity ownership and all the bizarre things that are true about MLS, it's kind of working. And there's a certain sense in which it's like, well, you know. The, if this can, if this can conceivably get us to where we want to go, there we might not need to be so worried about changing it.
1: Right, right. Well, there, there's a, a deep, dark secret behind all of these conversations, which is that the only thing that really matters in the end is money. Yeah. So the the soccer market is a is a pretty fluid market because. The, the performance of the players is for everyone to see. So, like, you, you know, you think about your average workplace, right? Like, it's really hard to distinguish between the project manager who's doing well and the project manager who's not, or the accountant who's doing well and the accountant who's not, unless you really, like, know what's going on and you have visibility on a lot of detail of their work. But when it comes to, you know, uh, crafts that are performed in public like this, it's a lot easier to put the pieces together as to who's worth what and so what that has led to is a situation where uh, soccer largely has success that is based on the amount of money that you put into your team. Uh, and I put the, the recent success of the MLS teams in the Champions League, still relative success, but uh, success nonetheless, I put that down to the fact that they're spending a little bit more money. They have more roster slots to get guys, um, you know, five through seven on their teams uh, at the level of uh, you know Gr- Gr- Gregory Vanderveel, or um, this new dude Akeche, who, who you know just speaking of Toronto's acquisitions, but there's a lot of players around the league who they're getting really solid professionals who have played in in Europe or who are about to play in Europe, um, who are at a level that MLS just didn't have in those slots before. So those are the players that are going to kind of knit together the team because the knee, the, the team can. Hold up a couple, you know, homegrown's who who aren't necessarily at that level yet, but it, there's a critical mass, and the the money that the MLS teams have been putting in has been giving them that critical mass. Um,
0: yeah, and and we so. see the the slow improvement, right? There yeah. was there was like an initial push to get better, to get the number one best player, to be really good, right. on your on every team, and then, then it and was now three. We've recently now, now it's three, six. and yeah. now it's. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there.
1: Right? And and that has all sorts of knock-on effects as to to, you know, the US national team and development of players here, uh, which is a larger topic, but um, you know, I think I I think your your uh, observation is is great. It's there's a lot of ways to to be successful. I think one of the reasons why pro rel in my opinion does lead to more success, one of the major reasons is that it encourages investment because you put team owners in a situation where they're going to lose a great deal of money if they don't invest, you know, if they don't uh, sure. buy that new player in, in, in January, um, you know, in a big European league, or if they don't fire their coach and hire a better coach. So you you put financial pressure, which means that, um, you know, more money is going to be spent, more energy is going to be put in uh, in order to retain their, their status. And so, so ultimately, I think the reason ProRel works is because it encourages more investment. And if we can encourage more investment through different means, we can achieve uh, similar ends without the same way. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's right. And and I, I'm excited because I think, first and foremost, if we have a league here that is exciting, that is competent, that is fun to watch, <coughs> is these these Atlanta games, I mean goodness gracious they they either
0: land is so awesome
1: they either uh they either perform at a level that you've just never seen in the league before or they explode fascinatingly (laughs) in front of your eyes (laughs) it's incredible and they have players they have players at a at a level and age a combination of level and age that mls has never seen before uh so it's it's really an exciting time to be a fan of mls and uh and uh, I would say of the sport in North America in general. Absolument,
0: my friend. So we are going to play a game. There's a reason for the roster, a reason for the season. The game will be versus Paraguay. I already gave you all the deets, so just scroll back if you need to. By the way, follow us on Twitter at WTPpod. Check us out on Facebook. Rate and review the show. Uh, it's gonna. The game is going to be versus Paraguay. You say Paraguay or Paraguay? Paraguay. I don't know There it is. So, so who are so so? I want to ask, uh, who are these people?
1: Who are these people?
0: Oh, the fearsome sights and sounds of battle. I turn to my compatriot and I say, "Hey, man, who are these people, dude?" <laughs>
1: Paraguay. <laughs> <Barawaii>. So they're <laughs> uh, 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 they are a middle of the road South American team. Um, sometimes they qualify for the World Cup. Sometimes they don't. Uh, because they're in that position, they tend to play a style that you would call uh, stout, uh, as, as far as I've seen them in real international competitions. However, but you'd call what? Sorry, call I, I what? said stout. Stout. And And, and, yes. and organized. Um, and however, organized. in recent years, uh, they have had a, a, a pretty interesting crop of young players come through, uh, led by some, some good attackers, Manuel Iturbi, and your boy, Atlanta United's own Miguel Speaking Almiron. Speaking of. Speaking of. So Alm- Almiron is uh, easily the most exciting player in Major League Soccer. He's great. He's, he's this, this little uh, kind of dweeby-looking number 10 who will pop up all over the field and has a shot on him like a frigging howitzer. Uh, totally. la- last weekend, he scored this goal that it was like a, a snap shot from the D that went upper 90 in a speed I have never seen in MLS competition. This was just outstanding, outstanding shot. Um, so he, he's, he's got it all. He's kind of got all the, all the tools you need as an attacker. And so they, you know, I, I would think are probably thinking of, you know, reinventing themselves a little bit around these, the, this, this interesting crop of players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. They have, a, you know, overall probably a similar level to our A-team. Uh, but it looks like they're, they're bringing a little bit more of their, um, the, the cream of the crop type of players. So I would expect this to be a very tough contest. Um, you know, the last time we played them, it was the, uh, the, the more stoic solid version. Um, and we, we beat them one, nothing thanks in part to the, the incredible John Brooks three on one tackle. If you remember that in in the (laughs) Copa America, do you remember that? vaguely yeah it was it was it was this ridiculous counter where paraguay ended up with a with with literally three dudes against brooks and guzan and uh and brooks timed it to perfection and got in the tackle and then sprang up and did a tiger woods fist pump
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was fantastic oh i remember the fist (laughs) pump
1: yep yeah, you are yeah, all about man. fist pumps. Oh my god. I'm
0: all about the celebrations. Yeah. You don't remember a soccer play? You gotta <laughs> remind me of the celebration afterwards. Yeah, yeah man, that was tight. That was so, super tight. He uh, was fired up.
1: He was fired up, dude. So that, that that's the last uh that's the last memory I have of facing them, but I expect it to be a very different experience. Um and I think it'll be a really exciting match. I'm particularly looking forward to see uh how Almiron plays when he's surrounded by a different uh different style and maybe Will it, will it be something where he's more comfortable and therefore more fluid and more natural? Or will it be that because you don't you know practice as much with these teammates that he's not as effective, the, the kind of messy curse of going into national team camp and just not clicking the way that he does with his club? Um. Totally, totally. So
0: let's see. who, who are we excited? about seeing, Ty? Who are, who are you excited from, from our roster? Who, who are you most excited to see here? So, uh, or what's a, what's a pairing or a trio perhaps? Like what, what, what area of our lineup, you know, in, in, in lieu of doing a fucking entire starting 11, which I don't know, whatever, uh, you get the idea, but, but what's maybe some part of the lineup that, that you're excited about?
1: So I have a, you could call it a fantasy, about <laughs> McKinney. We're all entitled to our fantasies. Yeah. I mean, you know, be proud. McKinney, Adams, and Pulisic playing as a, as a three in the midfield. Six, eight, ten.
0: Wait, but there Good is night. no Pulisic.
1: But there is no Pulisic, is there? So my answer is a, is a, uh, a guarded, uh, uh, you know, hype and, and happiness to see McKinney and Adams completing two out of my three in this ideal future midfield. The future midfield that used to include, uh, you know, Jonathan Gonzalez maybe pushing for Who's a spot that? somewhere in there. Um, yeah, unknown unknown Mexican World Cup starter, Jonathan Gonzalez. Uh, but now, you know, hey, whatever. We still got our six. We got McKinney. We got our eight. We got Adams. And I want to see how they work together. Um, and I want them totally. to play in the middle. I think the in the, power, uh, pardon the um, Portugal match, Adams was out wide and I think it was McKinney and Acosta in the middle so I'm hoping that um, you know Adams has started the year out playing in midfield for for uh, Red Bull so I'm hoping that that they uh, deputize him there and let's see how he connects and then as for the 10 I guess you could go with you know Nagby or, or, or Mane um, and uh, you know kind of pretend to have ballistic out there but in the back I Absolutely love Cameron Carter Vickers. I, I I always have. I feel like I've seen him more than many of the senior players. Like, the name senior players. Like, I've seen more minutes from this kid. Because <laughs> yeah. he seems to he seems to be age-eligible for every national team. <laughs> simultaneously. He is the
0: consummate youth yeah. professional.
1: Yet, he is a full-grown man. Uh, he's, he's been doing well in, in England this year. There was a, a very odd circumstance where he got recalled... From Sheffield United, only to get sent back to the Championship to to Ipswich. So maybe some weird thing with with Sheffield United—they didn't want to pay his wages or something. But uh, regardless, that he's 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 in the right spot because he should be in England. He should be learning how the English game works. Obviously, the Championship quite a bit different than than the Premier League, but the styles have uh, merged uh, quite a bit more significantly lately. So I think it's gonna it's amazing experience for him. He's starting regularly. Um, doing really well, and uh, I think he's you know one of those guys who's ready for a for a breakout, ready to ready to become a a, a lockdown, full national team uh, player. And then next to him, uh, God, may we see Eric Palmer Brown, who's please, 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 so good, so talented, so is such this a good our very leader.
0: First, this is a, this is our very first. This would be EPB's first call up, right?
1: Uh, yes, first, first cap. Yeah, and I think first call up first period. Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: First call up so, period. So, Eric Palmer a, Brown. Our first ever opportunity to see the CCV EPB CCV law firm. CCV
1: EPB. Esquires. It's so perfect.
0: At law. <laughs> At law. They're Esquires.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> call 1 800 CCV EPB. Uh,
0: we're we're gonna work. On we're gonna that, work on that. That,
1: be that was rough. That was also missing a digit. So we're gonna have to get somebody else in there. Um, C- but C-B- but this guy, EPP. he is a he's he's a little bit more uh, lanky than CCV. CCV mm-hmm. stocky in yeah. build. I think EPB may be similar in height. Maybe got an inch on CCV, but is a little bit more um, a little bit more fluid. I would say. I think CCV has the challenge of like getting turned. So you know he's he's never gonna hit or rarely gonna lose a tackle, but he he does have some trouble with um with with players kind of moving him one way or another. Um, yeah, and, mobility, and right? Yeah, EPB is stopped. a lot he's better on the mobility to move front. Around. Exactly, he's better he's he's better at dealing with the game when it is behind him, um, catching up to the game, and that that's why he uh, for the U twenty team and qualifying. For the World Cup last time, he actually played in midfield. So he's he's capable of, of playing at an extremely high level in in any role. Um, I think you know going forward, uh, I I have to think center back would would be the best fit. Um, but it's great to have that that kind of uh, flexibility and kind of game game knowledge and 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 dynamism to be able to do well in in different spots. So that would be a, an absolute treat to be able to see those two pair up. I think they would pair up well. I think they're both, they're both, like, a lot of the time you think, okay, you have a young player, you need to pair him with an older player. It seems like these guys are both the older player, even though they're both, like, 21. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. I, and and by the way, if, if we didn't report this on the Fishy Report before, uh, EPB is owned by Manchester City. He, he got bought by Manchester City. He's out on loan in Belgium this year. Um, just just got there. I'm not sure if he's started to to play significant minutes yet. But uh, last year, he was on loan in, uh, in Portugal at, at Porto's um, B-team, where they won the second division in Portugal with him as a starter. Um, so he's you know, ready for the men's game, for sure. And, and man, if this kid can put together a good resume on loan and maybe get some looks at Man City, sky's the limit. It doesn't even have to be at Man City. It just, you know, being in that environment, having that kind of uh, training and guidance and leadership, it's, that's really special for an American kid.
0: It is. And having the bar set so high, exactly. especially in the, with the Lone Army style, which is something I used to loathe more than I do now. I, I, it's, it's begun to make more sense to me over time. Because some people really do get good opportunities to be associated with a top club and, and get to play, you know?
1: Yep. That's pretty cool. And I've got, I've got one other shout out here. Uh, yeah,
0: what's your other shout out?
1: Anthony Robinson. Who that? So this guy, Anthony Robinson, he is a very solid uh, left back. He's uh, coming through the, the Everton system. He's doing well in their youth teams. Uh, he's been on the radar of the, the nerdy U.S. soccer set for a long time, but so hasn't been Bolton getting Wanderers? any minutes. At Bolton, Bolton Wanderers. Wanderers, that Bolton, um, playing in the championship this year. And he, uh, he's been starting, uh, I think, pretty much every game for them, uh, doing really well. From, from what I've read, he's the team leader in assists, which tells you a little bit about uh, how, his, how his game is. Um, and what I find remarkable about the story of Anthony Robinson is that this is the kind of player I would normally expect the U.S. team to inexplicably ignore uh, for, for whatever reason. <laughs> and Which we have such a beautiful gift of. We, we have a gift. We truly do. And I, I actually think that the inclusion of Anthony Robinson is because of the tremendous amount of love he's been getting... Uh, by one man, Adam Bell's of Adam the Scuffed.
0: Bells. What's up, Adam newsletter. Bell's? This Scuffed
1: Newsletter. He 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 writes about the U.S. national team, and he sent it out in this humble little newsletter. It's hard to say how many people this newsletter is going for, but it's really good. If you like our show, you will like the Scuffed Newsletter. You can check that out. Um, but this guy, he like. He does like the Zapruder film of every one of Anthony Robinson's games with this endless chain of gifs that he tweets and retweets, and and <laughs> he he just creates this narrative that makes it look like this is like you know the the world class left back that that the U S has been waiting for, and he, and I I think. Just one person making a little bit of noise about someone, you know, you get a couple other people talking. Maybe you get a couple other people talking. All of a sudden, there's a little bit of momentum, a little, a little bit of a lobby around, around the player. And so I think the the inclusion of someone like Anthony Robinson, who I would normally expect to be ignored until he did something like really, really, you know, stunning, um, kind of tells you a little bit about where the the uh, the brain trust at, at U S soccer is now. Um, and it's hard to say what kind of tangible changes have happened since the, uh, since the, the, um, election, uh, a couple months ago, but it, it feels like this roster is including some, some, some weird nerdy hits that, <laughs> that weren't necessarily even on the roster of the youth teams. And so I, I feel like maybe the, uh, the attention and willingness to, to, to go deep and look for, uh, look for obscure players, especially dual nationals. Novakovic is in that camp. Um, Anthony Robinson, English American. So I, I feel like there's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more attention being paid to these players. Obviously, having lost uh, a really important potential piece in Jonathan Gonzalez recently. Yeah. Um, all of the criticism that came out of that. I think they're 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 taking that to totally. heart and, and it's good to Which, see. Which
0: by the way, totally revealed and shed a light on how threadbare the scouting actually is and the, the outreach actually is to potential eligible players. Um, you know, it's kind so, of insane. So these it's it's insane. And and hopefully getting better and hopefully it <laughs> seemed more I crazy? hope that it well, seemed more threadbare than it was, because it right, seemed right. very threadbare.
1: We uh Okay, we let's, we, we shan't re-legislate this, but there, there's a little detail I got, which is that, uh, so when the f- story first came out and, and, um, uh, Thomas Rangan, the U.S. head international scout, apparently the only international scout, when he <laughs> came out and said, he said, I visited his house three times. And we Not said, true. we said, what the hell? You just visited three times. Like you didn't take him out to dinner. You didn't wine and dine him. You didn't send him shit. Like, what are you doing? Visiting three times? That's nothing. And then it came out that he didn't actually visit. <laughs> 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 he just totally lied. <laughs> he just didn't do shit, bro. It's he like, gave him a
0: phone call here and there. Yeah, he thinks it's like, he called it's like him whatever
1: the, the 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 uh the claim. Of competence was not enough, <laughs> the actual performance was was nowhere near enough <laughs> so near it's, the it's claim like of
0: competence man
1: and uh, but but it is the so thing bad. is when I think of like i I appreciate that comment because it it highlights that look we are dealing that like u s soccer is a real organization that it has real people in it, and it's actually a pretty small organization that does a a lot of big things that does a lot of organization of very difficult logistical things challenging things um, and and you know th- these things are 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 tough keeping track of of you know hundreds and hundreds of players in different random leagues and how they're doing i mean you know it's 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 not uh, not simple and making sure that you you have your finger on the pulse is not simple but when i look at us soccer i think this is a startup this is this is the brash Young company who comes into a market who figures out how to do things differently who finds out how to use one person to generate the output that ten people generate in the you know big historic firm you know so when we totally. when we see the when we see the DFB the the German uh, Federation we think man if only we had the money they have if only we had the people they have but I think what we need to be thinking is how do we somehow you know, Apollo thirteen, our people and our resources into creating output that's similar to that. Because surely in what they're doing, there is cruft, there is, you know, overemphasis on tradition, there is a failure to look for, for new breakthroughs and new methodologies. And that's what Americans are great at. So I I think when we look at the the sort of threadbare nature of, of US soccer, in some ways we can start to think of that as a, a strength or a pseudo-strength that it's going to force us into being scrappy, and I think if we have the right people in those roles, they will be scrappy and they will be able to get results.
0: Absolutely, man. I think it's cool, and that's a cool thing. That could be a cool angle for us to have as an as a identity of self, uh, which which all um, you know governing bodies must have. You know, it's that's important. That's it's important if you want to go into federation. You to understand, you have to understand who you are. And I would add as well that if it's gonna be a small group of people, your voice counts and my voice counts, man. All our voices count. If you right. are finding some young kid out there who you just don't think is getting the attention they deserve, start talking about it. Get on Twitter. Start typing it out. Tweet it at us uh, at WTP Pod. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, just maybe we'll feel the same way, and then we'll talk about it on the show, man. Your I tell voice you what, matters, if, our voices
1: matter. If you are a a fishy, I mean, you know. If you if you're a fishy and you're listening to the show, you love the gnats. I mean, you're a fishy. You, obviously, you love the gnats. You must. Um, you know, if you're like trying to get into youth camps, things like that, just add us. Add us. Let's see what we can do here.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Send, Send us, us some some gifs, your reel, bro. Send us your reel.
1: Sis? You got a reel?
0: Send it. to Either us, way. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Then and then you can be like then you can be like. To the colleges, you can be all, hey, I got, I got this review I'm featured. on this uh, podcast. Yeah, featured on the podcast. I was featured yeah, on the yeah, U.S. Soccer exactly. podcast. You know what I'm saying? So so go for it, man. We want to help each other out. And We're all in the if, same boat you're here. you're dope, we want you all in the same boat. All in the same boat. Hey, anybody else on this roster who you want to just make sure gets a shout? I would say as far as combinations, I would be hyped to see Kenny Saif and Tim Weah left and right.
1: Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick, that, right? Oh that'd, be yeah, really that'd be really cool. cool.
0: And Kenny Saif didn't really get his chance. I think he got injured or whatever. So, so you know, I'm open mind towards the guys. Still haven't haven't decided yeah. one way or the other. So, it could be really awesome. And Timoya, obviously, very exciting.
1: A, I have a quick warm and fuzzies shout out, which is to Kikutamane Mane, who there I I uh, have a soft spot for because I think he would be, as far as I know and can recall, the first uh, Muslim player. To play for the national team uh sure. so that that i would find I cool because anytime we get to get to crack a barrier like that that's fun Who, whatever you know whatever kind of person it is uh, I want one at least <laughs> on this national yeah. team because right, America right. is all about getting at least one of everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no so, arc in this bitch. Yep. <laughs> so so I, I would I would have a, a a good feeling if I if I um you know got to see Kikuta Mane get a run out. He does seem like yeah. a little bit of a of a prick, but you know yeah. hey. I'm, I'm all for diversity. And even, even if he's even not the first
0: even, first. even if he's not the first, <laughs> I mean, just to have more representation is always awesome. So, yeah. Kukutamane. Good on you, my bruv. First first call up, hopefully, uh, first cap for you. All right. So, without further ado, I think it's about time we wrap this up. We're going to be with you guys next uh, after the game, and we're going to review the game. Whatever happens, we will have eyeballs on it. And then we will use our mouth holes to discuss. So Just join put us for it that. In your ear holes. <laughs> join us for that following the game versus Paraguay. Um, are we, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, are we gearing up for another, another game after that? Is, there, or is this like a batch of games? No,
1: uh, currently, now is the slot that would be held up, uh, that would be used for a game as we record this message. Um, okay. The, and I, I have mixed feelings about this briefly before we sign off. I sure. am all for more games, but when it comes to a camp like this, where you know the tactics are just not going to really play much of a difference in a in a tournament or anything, um, and it's about finding out what you have, it's about getting getting guys used to the national team, it's about uh, you know setting up those bonds and, and that uh, team spirit for the future. I'm I'm fine with taking more time for camps and less time for games. So I was kind of mad the in the in the fall when they didn't schedule one alongside the Portugal. Um, match, but you know, looking at this roster, I'm I'm kind of happy for these guys to just get to like hang out, get to know each other. Uh, you know, favorite ice cream flavor, etc.
0: Totally, all the summer camp things, guys. Yep.
1: Scary stories. Plus two days. <laughs> <two-a-days>. Say what? <laughs> Scary stories. I said.
0: Scary stories, yeah, man. <laughs> Flashlights and s'mores. Bloody Mary, Bloody
1: Mary, Bloody Mary.
0: <laughs> Do not sneak into the girls' dorm. It's only the female staff. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, forbidden. You wouldn't be interested, anyways. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, you he know said I really, it. really, I, didn't say I it. like, I like to uh, keep my, um, I, I, I quite like to keep my rolling tobacco fresh. So uh, you know you could use a little moistener tab in there if it's getting too dry. You know what I mean? Mm. It's about the finer things. Sure. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're. If you're going to do it, you may as well do it good, right? Um, I, I I really do like, and you shouldn't do it, seriously. If you're out there considering <laughs> smoking cigarettes, just don't. Um, I really like, I really quite like, uh, you know, when the sun finally comes out in Seattle. I've said this one before, but when it happens, I, I I can't really help mentioning it because it just feels so good. And we're getting there. We're getting there, Seattleites, my lovely Seattleites. And I super love snacks that have artificial flavoring, which makes them taste like other things, like burritos, Oreos. It's a great thing. But I don't love any of that stuff, man. Not any of that stuff, even close to as much as I love the gnats. Let's go, boys. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.